Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That Episode. I'm Trev. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 10 of Gilmore Girls, titled The Bracebridge Dinner, which aired on December 11th, 2001. Now this is one of my picks. And I love this episode so much. Uh, It was a good episode. Why did you pick it, though? I really love... I feel like we see... A good side of Jess in this episode, which I really love. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like he's his normal mischievous self, but it's not in a way that's annoying yet. Right. For me, at least. Right. And I like to see the little, like the little bits of flirting with him and Rory. Right. I feel like this is one of those episodes that like really sets in stone that he's sort of misunderstood and yeah. that he actually has more in common with Rory or understands Rory to a better extent than like Dean. Yeah. But I also really like Dean in this episode too. Yeah. I Dean's think a good boyfriend in this episode. He's a sweetie. His sister's very cute. He tries to do the right thing with Jess in the fight. Right. Like he's very good boy golden retriever in this episode. that's exactly and like dean was or jess was the main reason i picked this episode but then while watching it again for this uh podcast i was like i was really reminded how much i like the richard and emily stuff in this episode which is funny that a lot of our episodes have to do with richard and emily it's not that funny i feel like we talked about that in the first episode remember when i was like most people we just stand because most people i feel like antagonize them yeah. to the point of like oh my god they're the villains in the show yeah. and really no the villain is like Taylor yes and I feel like in this episode especially because this is still so early on in the series I mean it's only halfway through season 2 like that's for a show like this that's super early this is the first one of the first episodes we really see Emily and Richard get humanized in a way Right. In a, like, really succinct way, like, with Richard and his job and Emily kind of being concerned for her husband. hmm And being really emotional, but understandably, like, it's not... She's not being irrationally angry like she tends to be with Lorelai sometimes. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's justified frustration and, like, concern. Right. Which is fun to watch. It is fun to watch. And I feel like in this episode... They're not villains. They're no, there they're to just... support Lorelai and um Suki. Like and Suki. But like the thing of this episode is just like the dishonesty between them. Yeah. Um and so we get to see more of like Richard and Emily's dynamic outside of their like difficult relationship with Lorelai. It has more to do with Richard lying. They feel really and, like Emily's reaction to it. They're really well rounded. In yeah, this episode, and they, f- they feel like full characters for the first they time. They feel maybe. like full characters. Yeah, because we see them outside of just how Lorelai sees them. Yes. They have an individuality in this episode. We get scenes where it's just the two of them. Right. Which is really nice and refreshing. I also, I just love an episode where like everyone in the town is in one place. Right. So this is perfect for that as well. And it's, it's also nice a because funny... you see everybody's dynamic together, even yeah. characters that you don't normally see interact. Yeah. Like, like, I just I, I I find it really um sort of cute how like we see um 
Paris talking to Taylor at one point. Yeah. I have a note that's just like, what were they and, like, talking she's, about? I think she's sitting next to Miss Patty during dinner. Right. And I, I just, it makes you wonder, like, what happened? <laughs> what was talked about? It in makes the whole journeys. world feel really lived in. Right. In a way that sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it feels like Stars Hollow is really uh, self-contained. Right. Where this these episodes feel like, oh, okay. Like the test run episode for the Dragonfly where everyone is Everyone's staying there. in the inn and doing all the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Or like the town hall meetings. Yes. Is another example of that. Or like when Taylor, like in, I think is the episode last week or the one before where with the red light camera. Right. Where it's like, oh, everyone is around this one thing. Everyone goes through it together. I also think this is a good episode for Rory. I think so, too. She's not... She's still young. She's not whiny. Right. She's not whiny. She's still young, but she's... um, You know, she is starting to explore, like, the dichotomy of good versus bad. Like, she sees Dean as good, and at first I think she sees Jess as bad. Yeah. But then that all changes when, like... She starts to see that it's not just black and white. Right. Exactly. I, I... Something we see with Rory throughout the whole series is this kind of, I I don't want to call it a streak of non-monogamy, but this streak of infidelity. Mm -hmm. And I think we start to see that here because of her her flirtation with Jess while she's dating Dean. Later on, we see her having an affair with Dean while he's married. And then like, uh, I mean, spoiler for a year in the life, which we will talk about (laughs) in an episode. Uh, But, like, she has an affair with Logan. She has this streak of infidelity throughout her whole life. Yeah, and it's, 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 she doesn't seem to, it's not a habit that she seems to be able to break. And I think this is the first real episode or, like, series of episodes, like the ones around this, where Jess is a factor now, where we see that coming into play, where she's like, on the carriage ride, she's flirty with him, even though her boyfriend is a couple carriages ahead. Right. So it, it's and also like there's a moment where they're all um, they're still in the inn, and she's and staring at like, Je- she's staring yeah, at Jess, she, and Dean's yeah, right there. Dean is literally right there, and I I think it's really interesting, and I think it's something because I mean obviously her and Lorelai are super different characters. Yeah. Uh, just the way they handle themselves and everything. But Lorelai is like, I she doesn't feel like a cheater to me. Although she is a secret keeper. She's from a secret her men. keeper, but she's not a cheater. Verging on it though. Yes. With Luke, she the next day, as soon right after they break up, she goes and sleeps with Christopher. But that's tech. I mean, it's morally wrong. I would agree because it's wait, like wait, it's, and, I don't and, see that as cheating. That scenario. And, and she's and when she's with Christopher, um, she's still pining for Luke. I mean, I, again, it's not cheating. It's complex. It's more like it's like a complex. It's like emotional. It's more like emotional. It's like like a like a longing. What's the word? A yearning, yeah. almost. It's like a mental, almost like a cheating in her mind. Yeah, like it's possible. like a like. The jury is out on whether thinking about someone is cheating. There's a whole episode of The L Word where they're sitting around a campfire and they're like talking. They're playing um, Never Have I Ever, and somebody says Never Have I Ever Cheated, and a bunch of people drink. But then one person's like, 
well, define cheating. Like everyone's everyone um, has a different relationship with it, and like everyone has a different definition of what counts as cheating and what constitutes cheating. And one person's like, "Oh, kissing is cheating," and then somebody else is like, "Um, yeah, and thinking is cheating." And everyone's like, "Thinking." Yeah. See, I don't agree with that. And somebody was like, "Well, it's emotional dedication or like pining that you are like." investing in somebody else instead of your partner and they're like thinking about how much you love someone else when you're in a relationship counts as cheating that's how they basically describe and it i and would somebody not else is like i don't know if i would ag- i would say i like i think if you love somebody else okay maybe but even then if you're not acting on that i think you can move past it and i don't i wouldn't constitute it as cheating you think only the physical no aspect. i don't actually i think if oh. there's I think if it's a two-party scenario of, like, like, me and, like, I mean, whatever. Me and Tony, like, where, if we were in a closed monogamous relationship and I had a crush on someone else, I wouldn't constitute that as cheating unless I crossed that barrier into, like, expressing it to the person or pursuing it. I think having... Would you tell Tony? I think I would be honest and be like, oh, I have, like, uh a crush on someone else i don't think that would be i don't think i if and if tony came to me and was like oh i have a crush on someone like i work with or like someone i saw i like a friend of mine or something like that i think it's hard to not it's hard to control those types of feelings so i think if i was in that type of relationship i wouldn't constitute it as cheating unless it was like acted upon mm-hmm. like if Tony. I think in this world, not to cut you off, but no, I think yeah. in this world, if Rory were to have told Dean straight to his face, I have a crush on Jess, He would consider it cheating. I definitely think he would. So you're totally right. It depends on the couple. And they were right on the L word. It depends on the couple. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's just so any we, relationship shit. It's always going to be. It's always going to be different for every relationship. Yeah. So like that, somebody else is like, um, I don't consider fucking cheating. And somebody was like, what? That is the ultimate cheating. Fucking is cheating. What? I, you guys have lost your fucking minds. And she's like, no. I think it's a trap to judge because every relationship is different. And if in my relationship we decide that we're allowed to sleep with other people. See, and this is why it's so fucked up that on the reboot of <laughs> The L Word, they tried to make it seem like Shane didn't know anything about non Yeah, because it's because like. Because she goes and says some shit like that in the original. It's like she fucking knows the language that they're pretending she doesn't know how to speak. I think for me, like, where I stand in my life and, like, in my relationship, emotional cheating or emotional, like, stepping out would be more harmful to me than physical. I find sex to be very, like, unimportant. Uh I think it could be purely physical. I think when the emotion side of things is where that would be more harmful to me and more, like, upsetting. Yeah, I get But that. I get it. It's like, this is very... But I think I can see Dean being like, first off, he's a teenager. And second the, of all, your this ideas is their of, first as a relationship. Yeah. Your ideas of relationships and, like, love are so different at that point in your life, especially with your first love. So, like, I could, I think it would be justified for him to see, consider that cheating because, like, it's, uh, it's, it's dishonest. I agree. But okay, I, wait, I, I, so... I'm interested in Rory as a cheater. I think it's an interesting layer to her character because it is so deeply... Like, from season two until the reboot, she is a cheater. Like, no doubt. It's core right. to her, kind of, her being in a relationship. 
Yeah, we see her cheat on Dean. Yes. And we see her participate in a relationship with Logan that he is cheating on his partner is, with. And we also see her enable Dean to cheat on Lindsay. Is Jess the only one she doesn't cheat on? Yes, because Jess leaves before they even say, I love you. Yeah. have sex. So, like, before she could get the chance, but, like, her two other major relationships in her life that we know there is of. There's cheating, an aspect of cheating involved, whether she's the because, other woman or she is the one doing the cheating. Yes, because she's been the cheater the, and the cheated because Logan cheats on her, too. Oh, my God. So much cheating. So Jesus. Her and Logan have both cheated on and with each other. And same thing with Dean, basically. Okay. It's crazy. Okay. So it's it's very unhealthy, though. Yeah, it is very Jess unhealthy. is the only one, and especially in, like, a year in life, which, again, we'll, we'll get to, like, Jess seems to be the most, like, stable man. Oh, she- and she cheats on, I mean, we can't, we already kind of said this, she, basically, her relationship with, with Logan in the reboot. Is she, cheating. He's cheating on, yeah, he's cheating on his girl, but she's cheating on his guy. On her guy. Too. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about him. Remember that guy? The she boyfriend? forgets about him too. Yeah, we all do because that's the gag. Like, yeah, he's very unimportant in the grand scheme of her. So life. yeah, she's a cheater, and this she's is, a hot mess. She's a oh mess. But it's a, it's such an interesting layer to her character, and we see it. It it it's, it gets rooted here. Right. With these like little okay. glances and these little flirtings. All right. But we need to. Let's start. Let's, let's actually start, talk but, about the episode. <laughs> but yeah, let's start. Let's start with the episode. Um, first of all, we open on a snowman building contest. Um, so cute, and they very cute. And I felt like when I was watching it, I remembered that they were building Bjork, but that doesn't actually get mentioned until way like, later in Rory's yeah, like conversation the last like ten Jess. minutes. So like you know you've rewatched a show enough times when you look at something and you're like, I remember a scene that comes. 20 minutes from now. Yeah, I may not remember the specifics, but I remember, like, the bits and pieces. Right. Um, and there's another snowman maker nearby them who is making, like, a pro <laughs> snowman. He has, like, power tools and is, like, yeah, chipping away at it. It's fucking crazy. It's like those like, people who do the crazy sandcastle contests. Right, exactly like that, except with snow. And they're, like... We hate him. <laughs> we don't want him to win. Ours is way better. <laughs> Even though it, it it's isn't. not real. Yeah, it really isn't. <laughs> it's like not good at all. Theirs <laughs> is not good. His it looks like amazing. the aliens in South Park. It literally does. Um, and then we cut over to um, the Independence Inn. And <laughs> Suki is having a conversation with Jackson about um, a bunch of mushrooms that she ordered for a festival. Like dinner that they're having yeah the bracebridge dinner the bracebridge dinner and it's gonna be like almost like a like a character yeah like a historical reenactment or like one of those kinds of dinners. it's a themed dinner yeah it's a themed dinner that's the word i was looking for it's interesting it sounds awful honestly it kind of sounded fun to me like it kind of sounded like a combination of like larping mixed with like one of those murder mystery dinners where like everyone has a character that they play and it's really immersive i kind of like stuff like that i'm not good at like role playing or larping and stuff like that so i never have like a ton of fun with it 
a, a murder mystery dinner I could get into, but this is a murder like, mystery dinner. It seems so fun. I've never gone to one, but I would love. You to. should throw one. I feel like you'd be good at throwing one. You know what? We might do that for our annual Halloween party next year. So next year, or sorry, this year will be our third annual one. And oh, that's cute. L- last year was really fun, but like this year, I think I want to like do something like that where everybody has to like. That would be really cool, and you could just write like flex your writing and all that. Right. Anywho, so they're they're being so adorable, Suki and Jackson in the, the kitchen. The cutest couple ever. Jackson she, is she such ma- a sweetie. He's so sweet, and she makes up um, a mushroom name that doesn't even exist to try and trick him into thinking he forgot something. And he's <laughs> he's like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't have that one. Oh no, I forgot it. And she's like, haha, just I was kidding. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Such a brat, but it's so fun. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, and then Lorelai shows up and her and Suki go out and start interviewing these musicians, but all the while they actually say to Jackson in passing that he's going to play um, one of the characters. The, the, the main character. Yeah. The squire. But he doesn't want to do it. The squire. <laughs> and he doesn't want to do it at all. And he keeps telling them, no, I'm not going to do it. But they're ignoring him completely. Until he admit agrees to do it. And then she's, Suki's like, okay, thank you, honey. Yeah. Um, they were not going to take no for an answer. No, no way. Um, one of the musicians is a heart player, and I was just like, where's Jella? Where is Jella? Where is Alex <laughs> Boystein? I mean, like she this, was deep into Family Guy at this point. This seemed like a missed opportunity. Yeah, I agree. Like, it would have been a nice little callback. Yeah. Um, but this heart player is doing some amazing work, but Lorelai gets a phone call, which she rudely takes while the heart player is It is very freaking- rude. The heart player's, like, going off, and Lorelai's just like, anyway, she picks up her phone, and it's Christopher. And he's like, I was wondering if Rory can come stay with me for a little bit um, for the holidays. And Lorelai is just like, hmm, Mm. uh, I have to think about that, but I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to see what Rory thinks. (laughs) And I feel like this is the first time we really see her, like, take a stand against Christopher. Like, I mean, it's only season two. So, like... It's still early in the show, but I feel and like... And in a sneaky way. Now, in a sneaky way, right? Like, she doesn't seem all that excited about the idea of Rory going to stay with him. Um, and this is still during a period where Christopher is, like, not really to be trusted. Like, he rides in on the very first season on a motorcycle. He seems to be one of those guys who just can't get his life in order. And at this point, we're still meant to believe that he still kind of is that way. Yeah. But that he's made a few strides in the right direction. So, like... It makes sense that Ro- that Lorelai is still suspicious of him, but at the same time, like, it's fucked up that she would try to keep Rory from her. Yeah, team. like she impl- she be, she doesn't trust him, understandably, because he's he's an asshole, right? But like, she implicates herself in being so dishonest, right? Which is a bummer because like she's she has such a she does have such an open relationship with Rory that like she could just tell her and it wouldn't be a problem. Right. Um, okay, so then we jump over to Friday night dinner. And um, at the Friday night dinner, they get onto this conversation about, like, the dinner that they're hosting. And Richard is, like, in a really weird mood. Yeah, he's just, like, very out, like, out of it. Yeah, and he and they're all like, what's going on with him? And Emily's like, it's the stress from this job. Like, he just can't take it anymore. It's, like, breaking him. And she's, like, so... She seems really sad. Yeah. Then- um, so that's when Rory hints that 
Lorelai should invite them. And I just remembered, like, do you remember when they originally invited them to the Dragonfly opening? Yes, and, and they were fighting then too. Yeah, exactly. It's just interesting to me how this all came, like, round circle. Like, this is season two, yeah. but for the Dragonfly opening, the same sort of thing happened. They were in a fight. That's they when they were, like, separated, together. right? Yeah, and I have another note about that also links us to that episode. Um, when they arrive at the Independence Inn, they, L- Rory looks at her clipboard and is like, oh, you guys have room 31. That's the best room in the whole place. And that's the exact same thing that happened at the Dragonfly. Remember when they show up and they're like, where's our room? And Lorelai's like, actually, you guys have a really special room. It's like 12 or something like that because it's like yeah, the big honeymoon 12. suite. Yeah, and they, she's like, you have to... Um, so-and-so is going to actually take you to your room and it has a private entrance um, and they go back outside and it's like a really nice romantic room. Like, yeah. it's the second time they've done that. That's because, like, the the Gilmore girls are manipulative. They are very they're, manipulative. They're, they're manipulative girlies. Yeah. Um, all right, so then we jump over to um, Suki again, and she's, like, training the entire staff at the Independence in how they need to talk and behave at the <laughs> dinner. And Kirk is there taking notes, and he's, like, typing so loudly, and Suki gets really pissed off and annoyed with him. And Rune <laughs> is being so annoying, too. Rune is the most annoying person after Taylor. Yeah, on the show. I agree. Um, and Jackson's just like, shut up and pay attention to Suki. Pay and attention to so my right. cool girlfriend. Right? And this entire scene of her, like, coaching them and them saying stupid stuff and asking stupid questions literally reminded me of Squidward coaching the band <laughs> on that episode of Spongebob. No, Rune um, is Patrick. Rune is literally Patrick asking if mayonnaise is an instrument. Ugh. But He's just saying the stupidest stuff. Is this... And this is the scene where Lorelai comes in and tells Suki that... that the dinner is The off. dinner is canceled because the... Bracebridge dinner people got snowed in in Chicago. Yeah, so the entire people that they are literally hosting this for get snowed in, and they're all the way in Chicago. There's no way they can make it, so the dinner's off. And they paid in full already. Yeah, and Suki's like, no, I'm going to cry. Like, don't tell me that. This can't go to waste. So they decide to have the entire town come to the dinner instead. Which is really cute. Yeah, and they're talking about it at Luke's. Mm-hmm. When they make the decision, and then they basically bully him into coming. Yeah, this is the first Luke appearance in the entire episode. It's ten minutes in, which feels really long. Yeah, because we usually see him Luke in like appearance. the first scene, the first, yeah, if not the second, um, you know. Yeah. So then she's like, "Luke, um, I think you should come to the to the dinner at the end." And he's like, "Nah, it's not really my thing." And she's like, "Yeah, I think you should come, and I think you're gonna invite the entire town for us." And he's and like, he's "I like, have not even agreed to show up yet." She gives him puppy dog eyes, and he automatically accepts. Yeah, he's, he's like, like okay, eight o'clock, and she's like, he's like seven. Yeah, she's like dumbfounded by the fact that he didn't know exactly <laughs> what time. She's like, "Why?" In her mind, you know, she was like eight o'clock. What idiot would come at like? <laughs> she's like she's like what an unserious answer yeah so they're and so excited now they're so excited now and before we move on we do have to call out the old chip logos yes there was Ugh. some really iconic 2000s chip logos behind her i love the fritos i saw cool ranch doritos and was immediately brought back to like third grade i had cool ranch doritos last night and they hit the spot Oh, they're so they're fucking so good. They're so fucking good still. Top tier chip. Top, Top tier chip. Top tier chip. 
I Cool Ranch is better than Nacho, in my opinion. I go back and forth. I'm 50-50. I'm literally exactly 50-50. That's fair. I mean, like, look, no wrong answer here. No wrong answer. Um, Luke looks really good in this scene, He by looks the way. good in this whole episode. Especially... He's, he's muscular here. Yeah, he's he looks, like, muscular. fit and really... Like, he looks good. On yeah. the When they're on the carriage, too, he looks really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I... Is it just me? I love when Luke wears a coat of any kind. I find yeah. it so funny because it's like he's yeah. always... It just makes him seem more vulnerable. I you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. You know what I find so, like, deeply sexy that Luke does? What? His finger, his fingerless gloves. Okay, that too. He he wears a scarf on one episode too. Yeah. And I just was like, oh my god. Winter wear on Luke is hot. It's cute because it shows that he's, like, not... So he's not he's not a robot. Yeah, he's not like a toxic masculinity kind of he's like, I can accept the fact that I'm cold. He's always cold. The scene where they go outside in the middle of the night because she smells snow the whole time he's talking about how cold it is. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna kill you if we don't go. He's a chilly boy. Aw. It's so cute. But yeah, so Luke. Luke agrees to go, and then we cut to Dean and Lane going uh coming out of school. Right, and he's like, are you going to the dinner at the end tonight? And Lane's like, yeah. I'm trying to make um, my mom not go. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but as soon as they get out there and, like, onto the, like, courtyard area of the high school. Which is essentially um, just, a, like, the town square. Yeah, there's a fight. And it's Jess fighting with this kid. and then Some random Dean kid. To, some random kid. And Dean tries to pull them apart, but Jess, like, almost <laughs> swings at, like, literally swings at him and almost punches him. And he's like, why did you swing at me? And he's like, oh, because I had momentum. <laughs> he's such and a brat. He is such a brat. He is. A he's so mischievous in this episode. He really is. He's up to no good. And we're just kind of like judging him right now. It isn't until later in the episode when he actually talks to Rory about why he got into the fight. Yeah, and who he was fighting. That we understand his side of the story. And Rory actually like takes his side because she remembers that guy as a jerk. Yeah. And so like we're meant to believe at first that... Jess is just this punk who's up to no good when really that guy had it coming. And I, (laughs) I did Google Dean and Jess fanfics (laughs) because I was curious like any normal person would be. And I will say we need to do better because there are only 37 on AO3. We need to do better as a society. We need more Dean and Jess fanfics because this is, this is built. Come on, guys. Listen, to every fanfic writer out there who writes fics for crack ships, please know that your work does not go unseen or unnoticed. No, your, it matters to me. Your voice matters. Please never stop. It's so deeply important to me. (laughs) We love you. We might start um, crying. But yeah, Jess and Dean, they're at odds with each other. Who's surprised? And then no, we... No, I mean, they're like polar opposites. Yeah, which is why, why it's so much fun. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then we move back to um, Lorelai and Rory at the house. And Rory's looking at a pile of Christmas cards. And there's this gag about how one of the babies on the, on the cards is really ugly. <laughs> and they are and bullying bo- this baby. They are going to hell for bullying a baby, but... We will see them there. Um, who who in their life hasn't bullied a baby at least once? Oh, I bully babies still. Some babies are fucking ugly. 
And also, like, this would have been... So, in this scene, we see Rory looking at the um, Christmas card that... What is it? Christopher and Sherry sent? Right, and we... And this would have been a perfect that... time for Lorelai to just tell her. Right, I agree. But this it all comes down to the fact that Lorelai is insecure about Sherry. It's the yes. Sherry of it all. It's not about Christopher. If Christopher was single, it would have been fine. Yeah, so this is how we know. Because when Rory picks up the card, she's like, oh, so this is Sherry, the famous Sherry. Um, Lorelai just gets, like, really sensitive about it. She's just like... Even if she doesn't want Christopher, she still wants kind of to be the woman in his life. Yeah, she wants him to still not be over And her. kind she of like it. wrap, have him wrapped around her finger, it feels I like. I think she just likes to have him in her back pocket. And we see that later on when everything goes downhill with Luke. She just yes, wants Christopher she every time. she immediately reverts. He is her back pocket guy. Yes, which is like fair, but... It's fucked up. It's, it's fucked, fucked up. up. And it's yeah. fucked up to put Rory in the middle of that. Right. Oh my god, I can't even imagine what it would have been like if my two if my divorced parents got back together. Ugh. Oh my god. For some kids that is a dream come true and for others they it's like a worst nightmare scenario. My parents never got divorced, so Yeah. Not for a lack of trying, but I w- I mean, I feel like I remember Rory being like kind of happy the first time it happens, but then every time after yeah, that, yeah, I think being she was like, also no, really no. young the first time. Like she was still right. like a teenager, so it's kind of that idealistic, like, oh my god, we're a family again. Especially because she has this such a weird, strained relationship with Christopher, uh-huh. where I think she almost sees it like that opportunity as like, oh, I can finally have a normal relationship with my dad, like I have with my mom. Right. And then when it all goes to shit, it kind of solidifies, like, this man, I cannot, I ha- cannot put stock in him. I need to hold him at arm's length. So then when it, like, comes up again and again, she's like, no, no, I've been burned before. I've learned my lesson. I'm not doing it again. Right. And I need to protect my mom because yes. she is stupid and keeps letting this happen. She's sensitive and she's insecure and she's going to let this man... And it's not even a matter of letting. It's more like she's seeking it out. Like yes, she wants it yeah, to happen. Yeah, she's like an Lorelai active participant. Seeks, yeah. Okay, so then we got a Woody and Sunyi <laughs> reference from Lorelai, which is fucked up. It rocked me. It was so jarring. It, it shocked me too. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> so um, weird. And but this like is in topical. The period of like very topical, right? That's why probably why they made the reference. Like at like, this ta- point in time, I feel like it was right when the conversation was starting to happen. Yeah, about, like really like, popping off. Yeah. Of Did he Mia have a Farrow movie out this year too? Mm, two thousand one. So. No, he had one in two thousand two. But he he makes a lot. Holy shit, he makes a lot of movies still. Uh, he oh. did have in two thousand Small Time Crooks, two thousand one The Curse of Jade Scorpion. Have not seen either of those. Never even heard of either of no. those. No. Oh my god, dude, he makes so much movies still. It's fucking crazy. Gosh. But. Either way, like, it's he's relevant. Culturally relevant at this point. I mean, still is. You know what's such a fucking bummer? That he made Vicky Cristina Barcelona, because that movie is so good. Uh, that's the one with Penelope Cruz, right? Yeah, and Javier Bardem and Rebecca Hall. Oh, wow. It's also fucking Bullets Over Broadway, Mighty Aphrodite. Like, it sucks that he's a piece of shit, because some of these are good It sucks movies. that he's a piece of shit, and it sucks that Diane Keaton takes his side. It makes her Ugh. really hard to defend sometimes. It makes like, her really hard to defend. It's really... She could have been mother, but I don't consider her mother for that. No, I don't consider her mother for that either. 
Okay. Anyway. Move. Anyway, moving on. So we jump anyway, back to the end. Eat shit and die, Woody <laughs> Allen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back <laughs> to the Independence Inn. <laughs> um, and we see the lovely, as always, Bebette come in. We see Bebette come in with Maury, and everybody's dressed in like black velvet. And yeah. Velvet. It's so 90s to 2000s, the black yeah. leather velvet. Oh, you're velvet, so like, right. And like heavy layers. And heavy, heavy layers. Even like for winter. Maury's, Maury's leather jacket is giving Wilson's leather in the fall <laughs> in 2002. Like literally. But you know who looks so cute? Rory. Who? Yeah. Rory I looks like her very dress. cute in this episode. Her hair her looks dress good. Is em- her dress has like velvet embroidery on it. Again, it's all velvet. Velvet was chic. It. Velvet still is kind of chic. I yeah. kind of like velvet. It's honestly. so hard on camera though. Yeah, it just swallows so much light. Yeah, but um, um, Lane comes in too with her mom, and she's like, "Oh, you came with your mom? Are you guys staying?" She's like, "Yep, my wedding night's gonna be very interesting." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like they're so Mrs. cute. Mrs. Kim is so weird though. They're like, "Mrs. Kim, where's your le- like? Where's your clothes? Where's your luggage?" And she she's has like, like a clutch. Need- she's like, "This is my luggage. I don't need luggage." And I'm like, Miss Kim, are you going to sleep in your street clothes? Like, like, what's going on? Which seems very out of character for her. Right. Like, you would think, okay, just a small knapsack with, like, yeah. a toothbrush, like, a Bible. <laughs> uh, Pocket one of Bible. Those really, a really long, like, nightgown that, like, Florence uh, Nightingale probably wore. I will say, the pajamas in this episode, excellent. Excellent yeah. pajamas in this episode. I want Rory's pajamas. I agree. Um, but yeah. So Paris, Paris also shows up. Paris's scenes are so funny in this episode. She's like, "Oh, I came to drop off the stuff for the newspaper." Because she, everyone's like, "Oh my god, what is Paris doing here?" And Rory's like, "Well, she just couldn't wait to give me the stuff for the um, Chilton newspaper, <laughs> so she came to drop it off." Um, so they get to talking about it and she's like, I need you to go over these articles and make some edits, specifically Madeline's because she wrote an entire article about how stretch corduroy is the best material for low rise jeans. And I was just like, okay, she spilled though. And maybe I'm going to order some corduroy pants. You would look really good in corduroy pants. My skin does not react well to corduroy, unfortunately. Uh, I, I find it really irritating, but I love corduroy. I love how it looks. I love how it looks. It looks so, it's just like, it's so timeless to me. But, like, it feels so of a time. Does that make sense or does that sound stupid? No, it makes complete sense. It's very retro. Yeah, it's, like, retro but, like, eternally retro. Yeah, it's like the, it's like a jean jacket. Yes, it's just never out of evokes, style. It evokes so many different eras, but it is always going to be an icon in style. I agree. In fashion. Uh, but, like, Paris is being, like, her normal weirdo self. And yeah. Rory extends an olive branch to her and says, why don't you stay for dinner and all this? And, like, is is being very nice. And this is another good thing you see in this episode of her. They're, this is kind of a big moment in their friendship where they finally are, like, they're not being combative. Right. This isn't. It's honestly just Rory being nice. It's Rory Rory's being, being really nice. nice because <laughs> Paris is weird. Paris is very weird. Um, I love her, though. I do, too. I just can't help it. Yeah. Okay, so then Dean comes in with his sister. and Who is so Rory's cute like, and, like, precocious. <laughs> is she the girl from Bridge to Terabithia? No, she's not. But she is giving that. She's also giving Dakota Fanning. 
Does she not look like the girl? No, from she Bridgeton fully Indiana? does. What's that girl's name? Um, Anna Sophia Robb. Yes, it's Anna Sophia Robb. But oh god, who is the actress who plays Dean's sister? Scout Taylor Compton. Oh my fucking god! No fucking way. What is she from? Something else? She that you know is from the Halloween Rob Zombie remakes. She is from the movie Sleepover. I fucking loved that movie. Yeah, she she's fucking iconic. She plays Laurie Strode in the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, which oh I God. love. She's also crazy. in The Runaways with oh God, Dakota Fanning crazy. and Kristen Stewart. Oh my God, I missed the movie Sleepover. I want to watch it tonight. Wait, fuck. Riley Keough was in The Runaways? I didn't know that. I really and truly missed Have that Have you movie. watched uh, any Daisy Jones in the Six yet? No, I haven't, which reminds me, we completely skipped over Hot Topics, but it's fine. But I wanted to a, tell you that peek, I finished... A peek behind the curtain. I finished I finished um, The Last of Us last night. Oh, you did? Did you, lo- yeah, did you I, love or what? We were not caught up, and then we did get caught up. Okay. I fucking loved it. Okay, good. It had me screaming at the TV. We were both like, oh my god. I haven't watched the last two season? episodes... That's that's exactly what happened to us. We just finished them last. I night. know what happens in the end. Yeah. So like I was I'm ga- the first time I saw that I was gagged too. But like yeah, a peek behind the curtain is this is the second time we're recording this. This is fucked up to even have to say. So we but... did do a whole forty five minute hot topics segment the other and, day, and then my computer crashed halfway through the episode and we lost all of our audio. So. And- <laughs> Instead of rehashing all the hot topics, we were just gonna not. And now here we are. <laughs> and now here we are. No, we don't. We don't need to do a whole hot topic segment in the middle of this episode. I no. just I, it reminded me. Of yes, the fact, yes. And I just wanted to tell you. And if you've been Daisy following Jones us on Twitter, very topical. Daisy Jones is very topical, and I'm very. I'm gonna watch it. I'm very excited to watch it. Uh, For some reason, it doesn't have me as excited as some of the other stuff that I've been watching lately. Like yeah. we just finished. Um, we just finished, um, Hacks, and then we also finished, um, Well, the reason that you're not as excited is because there's no blatant lesbian-coded characters in it. Okay, wait, wait. It's heterosexual. No. And speaking of that, I also want to say we started <laughs> Yellow Jackets. Yes, that's true. Speaking oh of lesbianism. God, it's so good. It's so fucking but, good. But, um, Riley Keough's in Daisy Jones and the Six, and that's Elvis's granddaughter. Right. Who is also in... That. I saw that. The Runaways, and, like, is a very talented actress. I saw that. I saw that. But um, anyway, yeah. Anywho, coming back. So Dean's sister, who is an actress we know and love. Yeah, we have a lot of respect um, for. Scream queen. Yeah. She um, is wearing a cute dress and Rory's like, oh my God, is that a Stella McCartney? And she's like, actually, it's a Walmart. My mom (laughs) bought it for this dinner. (laughs) She's fucking, she gives it to Rory a couple times. This is possibly the second Walmart ref that we've gotten in Gilmore Girls. Which just yeah. highlights it as like a working class portrait of America in a way. I feel and like very Rory, early two thousands. Walmart was like a big, uh, like Target did not pop off back then. No, and it was a real Target Walmart was the cultural was, reference box everything. store and like Sears. Yeah, yeah. like the yeah. Sears catalog Sears was a big motif. I feel like yes, yes, definitely. Um. So then I feel like this is the very start of Dean versus Jess. It starts in this episode. It doesn't start any other time. It starts right here and right now. Yeah, like in a meaningful way. This is the moment where we are meant to see them as opposites because Jess walks in with Luke 
And Dina's like, oh, he's here. Like, why didn't you tell me? And Rory's like, oh, what? Like, what's the big, why are you like against him? She doesn't really get it. Like, I mean, there's really no reason for Jess to not like Dean or Dean to not like Jess. They're just being like territorial boys. But like, I don't even think they were before this point. Before Jess actually swung at Dean, I don't really think they had a hatred for each other or even a beef. Because you see Dean being like, Jess, I was trying to help you. Like, blah, blah, blah. He was genuinely had no problem with the kid. Yeah. It came after he swung. And then I think he sees how Rory and Jess look at each other and interact. And like, Dean is stupid, but he's not unobservant. Right. Um, so this is the very beginning of Dean versus Jess, the the feud. Then we cut over to the kitchen and Rune is like literally getting dressed in the middle of the kitchen and he's complaining because his pants don't fit him. And he's like... Butt naked in the kitchen. Yeah, and he's like, my thighs are too big. And it's like literally could not be more toothpick thighs. Like my thighs are bigger than my his. My fucking forearm is bigger than his thighs. I don't know what he's talking As about. As someone who ripped through another pair of jeans today... I don't want to fucking hear it. As someone who ripped a pair of stretch (laughs) leggings, how the fuck could you actually rip something that stretches (laughs) with my fucking ass like not a week ago and literally had to buy some more leggings at Costco this week? Just Latina things. Just Latina things. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, fuck Rune. I hate him. Anyway, Emily and Richard show up and Lorelai makes a- She looks hot as fuck. She really does. And Lorelai makes a hilarious reference. She goes, oh, the Joyless Luck Club has arrived. Meaning Joy Luck Club, which is just hilarious. And Richard looks, he's so peppy and he's so excited and he's like. Richard is in a great ass mood. Yeah, and no one knows why. Yeah, completely 180 from the other night at dinner. And they're like, Emily, what's going on? And she's like, oh, he must just be excited to get out of the house and have a break from his work. And little does she know. She's going to find something out later. <laughs> She's got a storm coming. And it all comes out because of Taylor. Right. Taylor and his big mouth. Of all people. Of all people. Um, okay. So then they're like, well, where's our room? And Lorelai's like, oh, you guys. Ha- um, no, no. Rory's like, you guys are in room 31. Which, again, same thing that happened at the opening for the Dragonfly. The Independence is a big fucking bed and breakfast. It's a big hotel. It's a really big hotel. You know what never made sense to me? I mean, it makes sense, but also doesn't make sense. When the when the when the Independence Inn had that fire. No, but it does make sense because they liked the Dragonfly property more, and it felt like more like home to them, and also but more like, manageable because of the size. It could have it would have made sense, I think, for them to also have bought the Independence Inn. I just keep coming back to like what happened to this huge property on this huge land. Yeah, like right inside, like, right in town. This is a small-ass town, and there are two hotels. One of them literally burned almost to the ground, but, like, the building still stood, and they decided to sell it. But who did they sell it to, and what happened to it? That is the biggest mystery. Yeah, maybe it... Other, other than... That is the biggest mystery other than whether or not Luke wedged his hat behind... <laughs> Dude, I can't. You cannot do this. I, oh anyway. I don't... Anyway, I have a note here that says, put me in between Jess and Luke now. Oh, my God. Because they go in the the um, carriages. Um, there are horse-drawn carriages, which is really cute. And so you see cute. Taylor, Taylor is standing next to uh, Paris. 
And I'm just like, what were they talking the, about? But then I answered. Maybe the worst vibes imaginable. I My note literally says, what were they talking about? Being in the closet. <laughs> Being in the closet. How to dismantle the community like day by day. How to instill hatred and fear in the hearts of people around you. Just the worst fucking vibes. Nightmare blood Terrible. rotation. Terrible vibes. But. And, and wait, we have to talk about the most hilarious, sarcastic Luke comment that literally made me cackle. But I also felt so represented. Okay. Um, Bugsy is literally like, Luke, did you see the horses? And he's like, you mean the ones three feet from my face? Yeah, I saw them. I cackled so loudly, but like... That's so you is, and me coded. This is exactly the type of sarcastic ass shit I'm always saying to Bernie. She'll be like, oh, are you making a cup of tea? And I'm like... We're a problem. <laughs> you and I are a problem because I do the same thing to Tony. Why are oh you going to ask me a stupid question? Why are we so mean? Or she'll be like, oh, did you... Are you boiling water? And I'm like, no, the ghost boiled it. Like, or why like, are you no, asking Charlie. me... Like... <laughs> If I, what the fuck? We are so mean. Anyway, Luke and Lorelai are in the carriage together and Luke has cracked the code to parenting, it seems. Yeah. He's, according to him. According to him, he's like, I know the secret to this whole entire thing. I know what it's like to be a parent. I'm going to write a book about it. Um, <laughs> you can just consider me an expert on the matter. And she's like, um, could you shut up and just, like, tell me what you're talking about? Yeah, like, come on. He's like, well, I figured it out last week. And she's like, when last week? Like, last Tuesday? Last Tuesday at 5.15? Is that when you discovered the secret of banding? She's such an asshole. I hate her. And he's like, no, I was talking to him, and I got a call from his mom, Jess's mom, saying that he can't come home for summer break or for winter break. So I just told him that I yeah. wanted him to stay with me and he believed it. And she was like, he totally did not believe you. And he's no, like, he, he knows. Yeah. And Luke is like, no, you're totally wrong. I could tell. And his feelings were saved. I was totally right. I know everything there is to be apparent. And Luke is like genuinely trying to do the right thing here. I think it's actually really cute that Luke thinks Jess would believe that. I think it's really cute. Yeah, and Luke wants to preserve his feelings because he knows Jess is like, yeah, Jess is a brat, but he's sensitive. I think he is, and I think Luke sees that and recognizes it because he's the same way. He acts hard on the outside, but he's actually a deeply emotional person. And so I think this is Luke doing yes. for Jess what he would want somebody to do for him in this situation. 100% agree. 110%. So then we but, see... And we see a similar situation later on. I think Lorelai takes this to heart and she knows that she can't lie to Lor to Rory. Right. Because she's like, okay, so you told a white lie. And he's like, yeah, it's a white lie for the greater good. You never lied to your kid. And she's like, maybe to save her from great physical pain or danger. Like when I told her that the stove like was going to burn. the her. devil's hands. Yeah. She goes, the stove is the devil's hands so that she wouldn't touch it. And then she became scared of cooking and never touched it again. But like. Other than that, no. But she's fucking lying. She's such a liar because she didn't tell Rory about the thing from, from Christopher, where the call from Christopher. So, like, she lied to Luke. And she feels guilty about not telling her. You could see it in this scene, which is why eventually she does end up telling her. Yeah. Later that later night. Later on. And then we see um, Richard and Emily. 
They're kind of cute, honestly. They're so frisky. He's such a little flirt. He's in such a good mood. And they're talking about like roller coasters and He's Coney like, Island. He's like, I want to go on a roller coaster just... and all this shit. And she's it's like, really sweet. She's like, okay, so where is this roller coaster we're going to go on? And he's like, Coney Island. And she's like, well, that's quite a way. And he's like, well, so? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really sweet, especially, like, they are older in this episode. Like, But it is so They're cute. an older couple. And it's nice to see them, like, kind of have that spark. Yeah. Don't you think it's so as cute as an older how, couple? Like, Richard says that Rory's going to have to look something up on the internet for them. But oh. later on... In the episode. We see him as on the internet. Yeah, the Lost and Found Dog episode. He's the one showing Emily how to use the internet. It's like so cute. It's so sweet. It's like yeah. a full circle moment. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I I love watching them on, in the carriage. All the duos in the carriage are, it's like some of my favorite scenes. All the duos in the carriage carriages are endgame characters. Are like, I, these are the couples Absolutely. that I want to stay together forever. One, yeah, Taylor and uh, Paris. Yeah, these are the best couples, in my opinion. <laughs> and Paris and Taylor can be beards for each other. Like, it just makes sense, you know? Yes. They're, they're, um, that's like a presidential ticket, if I've ever seen one. Exactly. They could literally <laughs> rule the world together, I think. Absolutely. But Paris would be the president and he would be the vice. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise, there's no way they would win. Um. Yeah, you need Paris's, like, monstrous attitude to actually win. Right. Richard... Um, but, um, Richard, I have one more thing to say about Richard. Did you notice that his haircut changes more than like some of the girl characters in this episode? He, he seems does to have like f- almost flippy hair. And then later episodes, yeah. I feel like his hair isn't always so like, I don't know if it's long. I don't even know how to describe it. Do you, do you know what I'm talking Maybe about? Maybe it's though? just the styling of it, but right. I, I, know, I know what you're talking about. It is noticeable. It could just be how it's being styled mm. depending on like the episode. Right. Because, I mean, I guess there's, I mean, even then, it's like most people aren't going to recognize that because he's not in as many scenes as everybody else. His hair is shorter. Right. And, like, we're not looking at him like that. Well, I am. You are. But, <laughs> like, it's, we would, we notice Lorelai's hair changing and Rory's hair changing because we see them and it's such a part of their character design. Right. Where Richard, it's like. I would say, like, the bow ties and the suits and things are more integral to his character than, like, his haircut. Right. So I could see how they would style it a little differently and not really, like, be as concerned with uh, continuity of it. Exactly. That's true. Um, but anyway, okay, so then we see Jess, and he literally jumps onto the sleigh. He's just... So silly. He's such he's a such rascal. A... Yeah, it's exactly that. He's just, like, rascal boy. Um, Lorelai was so right about Jess. He literally knew that Luke was just saying it to be nice and that his mom just didn't want him to go home. But I think even then, I think it's even better that he knew that Luke was trying to protect his feelings Mm -hmm. because I think that deepens the relationship he has with Luke. Yep. It just, it goes to show that like they see each other beyond just what they present to each other. They know each other sort of thing, you know? Yeah. There's a, there's a mutual respect there and an understanding that, like, he doesn't have with his mom. And he doesn't have with most people. Because Luke actually genuinely cares about him. Yeah, he just wants what's best for him because he, he's been him. You know what it reminds me of? The thing where he gets um, employee of the month at Walmart. And there's our third Walmart reference, Jess working at Walmart. Remember that? Yes. It just goes to... Jess sh- is a good boy. Yeah. He just wants to do a good job. He just kind of loses his way sometimes. 
I think it's he doesn't know how to get the right res- he doesn't he knows the result he wants he doesn't always know the right path to get there right and that's we see that again like moments later not just with the, yeah. like the not just with the thing with Luke but also he starts asking Rory about what she sees in Dean and he's yes. so exactly right about it that she actually gets defensive she gets defensive because she knows what he's saying is right he doesn't seem like your kind of guy I've listened to him talk in class and he doesn't really seem to know which way's up like he's He's kind of... And it's kind of starts to breed that insecurity that she has with her and Dean's relationship. Yeah, I mean, I think she already kind of had it coming and started feeling yeah. it. But, like, just kind of strengthened it with these comments. I think also it's so confusing to have this, like, deep connection with someone like Jess, who she's not with romantically. And, like, yeah, her and Dean, it's nice and easy, but it's not... It's not, uh... Fulfilling. Right. Like it is with Jess. And he recognizes that the snowman is Bjork. Bjork. And that's how we know that, like, he sees her. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah. They speak the same kind of language. Yeah. But it's interesting because when we first meet Dean, remember he understands the reference to Rosemary's baby? Yes. But I will say, she he understands the movie reference. So isn't it like a dissonant, a, a, it's the same idea, but she's talk, She's from the book perspective, he's from the movie perspective? Oh yeah, he's like, that's a great movie. Yeah, so it's like, again, it's the right result, but it's like, an, a, it's a, like a, a longer way around almost. I think that Jess probably has the movie, the music, and the book knowledge down yes. pat, where Dean is more limited in what he can relate to. Like the whole episode scope. where like he comes over with and they watch um the Donna Reed show and he's like so yeah. it's a TV show and they're like it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's like he's just not, and it's not to discredit Dean because I think especially in the early season like I do like Dean, he's just not as down. Yeah, I mean there's, it's just a question of compatibility. I'm not saying he's a bad boyfriend, but for Rory, Jess is a better fit. I exact I one obviously one hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder what Rory's favorite Bjork song is. Yeah, that's a good question. My guess is something like, because again, she's like a pop culture movie buff. Like her and her, I would assume her and Lorelai have seen like Dancer in the Dark, so I would assume it's the song from that that she was like nominated for the Oscar for. Yeah, it's got to be because it's like I can imagine. I don't think it would be some a deep cut for for Bjork. I think it yeah. would be a main one of her like. It's something like relevant in yeah. the the greater pop culture. Yeah. So I can imagine it would be like I've seen it all from Dancer in the Dark, or like we get the needle drop of human behavior at the end of the episode. So something like that. But I can imagine Lorelai and Rory watching the Oscars when she wore the swan dress and being like, "Oh my, my god, god, she's we an icon. Love her. We love her." Yeah. yeah. So it's just like it makes sense for them in that way. It's 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 a good character trait for Rory. Yeah. That's kind of unexpected. I love them. To... I love them both so much. I love. You the kind of expect so Rory to be more of a Michelle Branch type. No way. Uh, I think. Well. She, kind of milk toast adult contemporary, and I say that as a Michelle Branch stand. I love Michelle Branch, but I think I'll. I think the very first episode there's a reference to Macy Gray. And to me, that stood out because it's like, Macy Gray... But that's very top 40 of the time. Right. But what I was about to say is that she doesn't seem like 
in the rest of that episode that that's all she listens to. Because remember, they're sitting outside on their porch and Lane comes yeah. over with that new CD from a band. I don't even remember what band it was. Yeah. But they're like, oh my God, you got the new CD. Put it on right now. And they start dancing. Like, I think it's meant to show that they have eclectic taste in music. So like. Yeah. I mean, I think they're fans of so much. And then there's this obviously. other episode where Lorelai's wearing a Metallica t-shirt. Yeah. I just, I, I think they're painted throughout the series as people who have eclectic taste. They don't just have one taste, you know? I agree. I agree with that. I, I, I think the Bjork just really, th- it, it really deepens Rory for me in a way. Yeah. I agree. Especially 90s Bjork. Like it's, we- it's weird still. I agree. Um, but of course Lane has always been the more musically yes. like, inclined out of all of them. And more indie niche music, too. Lorelai is the movie TV girl. Rory is the book girl. Lane is the music girl. Jess is the everything guy. He's, yeah, has he's everything. The, he's so well-rounded. He has every Like, believe it. I think that if Lorelai didn't get off on the wrong foot with him, he would have been her favorite boyfriend of Rory's. I 100% agree If she could have seen it from our perspective, she would be like, he's the perfect man. I mean, he has yes. every single thing that I care about he has. Yes, I agree. But then there's also that quote from 500 Days of Summer where it's like, just because somebody likes all the same crazy stupid shit as you doesn't mean they're your soulmate. And it's like, damn, that's so true too. It's like, But that's also a really hard lesson to learn with your first love. And I think Dean and but that makes Jess Dean more- exemplify that in a perfect way because it's like, yeah, her and Dean are so different and that doesn't work either. And then her and Jess are so similar and it doesn't work either. Did Dean and So Mark there's no perfect formula. Did Dean and Rory say I love you? Uh, I don't... I don't remember. They might have, but it might have been during the affair. Oh, but I meant did they say it, like, as teens? I don't think so. Not that I remember. Let me... I'll I'll Google it. Because <clears throat> I just would find that interesting. Because, really, to Jess, she only said it one time when he called her on her graduation day. And she was like, I think I might have loved you. Yeah. But I don't remember ever hearing her actually say that to Dean. Or no, I think I remember. It's when he made her the car, right? Yes. He's. I think one of them says it. I think J- Dean says it to her. And he's like... On the three-month anniversary. And she doesn't want to say it. And she has it. to think yeah, about it. Yeah, she says she wants to think about it. She doesn't want to rush in. And then yes. when he makes her the car, she says, finally says it back, right? Yes. Okay. Wow, I can't believe I remembered that. Jesus. Yeah, good job. I had to Google it. Damn. (laughs) Wow. Okay, we have to move on. Okay, let's move on. All right, so coming back to Luke, he's like, (laughs) he's so funny. Um, He's sitting next to Bugsy, and Bugsy's like going on about something. He's just like, shut up. (laughs) He literally just says, shut up. He just doesn't have any energy. No energy. Cannot deal with a fucking idiot. He just literally is like, shut up. Straight to the guy's face, just like that. And that's a king, king right there. shit. Um, and then Lorelai's making the rounds and going to say hi to like Emily and Richard. And Richard's like, "This was such a fun night. Like, I love everything about this place. You have an amazing inn set up. Like, he's so complimentary. He's like, you should be so, so proud of yourself, baby girl. I'm so suspicious. Yeah. And Emily's just like, your dress needs pressing. Typical mother shit. That's some shit that yeah, my mom classic would do. Mom shit. Come, my mom used to always come into my room to say goodnight. She'd be like, Can I, baby? I love you so much. I hope you have a great day tomorrow if I don't see you in the morning. And by the way, did you brush your teeth and take a shower? And also, you have ch- hair chin. You need to like pluck the chin hair. 
Because it's like... I literally, when my parents came for Christmas, cleaned my house top to bottom, immaculate. Everything was exactly... I dusted everything. Everything was exactly where it needed to be. Because I was like, they're not going to catch me. <laughs> they're not going to catch me anywhere. There's not. I'm not going to give them the option to make a comment. And then what do I hear as I'm fucking on the couch post-surgery? My dad comes in after a shower and he's like, you know, you could really scrub the toy- the, the, the bathtub. Oh. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? Are I, oh my, oh I was my like, God. are you fucking serious, bro? <laughs> like, I literally got home from the hospital that day and in my head I was like, yeah, I'll do it now. Oh, I was like, out of everything. Oh, Oh you could have really scrubbed the... I was so... No, it's the worst. Or like, you'll It's always... You'll look amazing. Like, I'll be wearing the nicest outfit, dressed to the fucking nines, hair, like, on point, (laughs) fucking everything perfect, right? And I'll be like, you need a touch of mascara or a touch of eyeliner. Or like, where's your lipstick? Or like, how come... Or she'll be like... Or it's like your 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 ankle strap is like askew. Yeah, she'll be she'll find the most minuscule little thing to care about, and I'm just like, mom. It's but, always like but that. But she's like, I say it because I care. Do you want me to be the kind of mom that t- doesn't say it when you have lipstick on your teeth? Do you want? Do you yeah, want me to be it's the always kind of mom? like, do you want me to be the kind of mom that doesn't tell you when you look when you look bad? Yeah. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> mom, shut the fuck mom, up. We're like you. So you want me to be the kind of mom that if you have something on your face, I don't tell you. Like for the longest time, I used to have really dry skin on my T zone, and every single night without God, fail, me right now, my mom would literally come in and be like, "Your eyebrow has dandruff in it. You have dry skin." <laughs> I'm like, "Bitch, I know. What the fuck do you want me to do it's, about it?" And it's always something you know. Oh God! It's always something you are acutely aware of. Oh my god! I love my mom. Mom, if you're listening, I really hope you don't listen to my podcast. But if you somehow are listening to this, just know this is not a hate drag. I love you, but like it's annoying. So same with my mom. If you're listening, <laughs> love you. You're a bitch. <laughs> if I love you so much, but you are a big pain in the ass sometimes. You really are, mom. Anyway, same with my dad. <laughs> you're a bitch too, bro. <laughs> Love you, but damn. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, my God. Emily really lit a fire under our ass just now. Honestly, because it is so universal. It's so true. It's just so true. It's funny because it's true. I could text literally anybody in my phone and be like, does your mom or dad do this? And they'd be like, yes. yeah, every time without fail. <laughs> without fail. Oh, my God. Anyway, and right after Richard gave her a nice-ass compliment, too. Like, she's on cloud night. She's like, oh, my parents are proud of me. Nope. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, the party looks really fun. The party looks really fun. Jackson comes out dressed like a king or whatever the fuck he's He looks to so be. fun. He, like, he's goals. Yeah, he's goals. He's such a supportive partner. He does whatever they tell him. He's so lovesick over Suki. He's so down to just, like... Be a nerd with his Play girlfriend. the game. Yeah, like, his girlfriend's like, babe, I need you to make an ass of yourself real quick. Okay, honey. Babe, I need you to... Happy to. Yeah, babe, I need you to run for mayor against Taylor because he's turning the town into a disaster. Okay, baby, whatever you say. And then he fucking wins the election. What the <laughs> fuck? I love him. I love Jackson. I love him. Um, I will say Kirk in this scene is also really funny. Kirk is hilarious in this scene. Um, Because he's taking it so seriously and then eventually Lorelai breaks him. Yeah. And it would have gotten me too. It would have gotten me too because I agree gotten, with Kirk. It would have gotten me too. He's so right. Hollywood is the best part of I Love Lucy. I've been oh my it a few God. years ago and I was just like, I wish they lived here the entire time. Yeah. 
But it's it's fun watching like Lorelai really fuck with him. It really is because you know that that's the one thing, and she probably does, agrees with him too. She probably just said that to, because she knew he would disagree. Yeah. She um. She's inflammatory. Yeah, she is being inflammatory right here because she wants to break him. <laughs> it's so funny. And then the whole scene in the dinner is so much fun. Like Paris refusing to have fun. I love it. Paris is like, did you notice how the anachronism? Like, You're a nerd. <laughs> Shut up, you dumb nerd. She, and then, like, Dean's sister is so funny. Dean's sister is being she's, really cute. I kind of like Does not her. give a fuck. Clara. She's always been a Rory stan, by the way. She's a Dean Rory shipper. Yes. Shipper. Even when she tells them, like, not to kiss and, like, she's, like, a little brat about it. Later on, when she's, in, like, a little bit more grown and Rory and Dean get back together, she's really like, I never liked Lindsay. I always wanted him to get back together with you. <laughs> and Dean's like, shut I... up, Clara. <laughs> and it's just, like, everyone is having so much fun. And they're telling us, Richard is telling a story about Prague and a Cher song. Oh my God. And Mess. Michelle is, Michelle is such a fag because he's like, I like that song. It's like, of course you like the Cher yeah, song. Yeah, of course you, you like the Cher song. Like you are not Please sweet. be serious. Yeah. And then this is where. We find out the bomb drop. The bomb drop that Richard has uh, given his notice. He's like, I'm glad to be rid of those idiots at my job. And then Emily's like, rid of them? What do you mean? And yeah, and then everybody like looks at him and they're not really sure what to say. And he's like, she's like, you're not retired, are you, Richard? And he's like, actually, I am. The whole room is gagged. It's like, Richard literally retired without telling anybody. (laughs) That's kind of chic. It is chic. (laughs) Like, seriously. And then it's just like, it's over. The vibes are killed and it cuts to <laughs> Rory and Lorelai in their room. Yeah. And Rory's like, mom, which bed should I have? And she's like, oh, take the one by the window. And she pulls down the bed sheets <laughs> and the ugly baby pictures in the bed. Lorelai is- So fucking, such a brat. Lorelai's so fucked up as a human being. Like, she is going to hell for making fun of this baby and torturing her Absolutely. own daughter with this scary, ugly picture. And then she tells her. Yeah, so Lorelai honestly was a strong, like, I'm okay with you seeing your dad type of parent, I feel like, in the first season. Like, I remember her not being anti. I do remember her saying that she couldn't go on the back of Christopher's motorcycle, but then she did anyway. Yeah. But, like, she lightens up a lot in the later seasons. Like, I think, here's how I see it. At the, be- at the very, very beginning, like, first Christopher appearance, we can tell that she's on the fence about him, but ultimately, like, she would never try she to keep... She thinks it'll be... A- she thinks he's net good. Yeah, and she would never try to keep Rory from him, right? Yeah, because she knows it's not going to work. The minute Sherry comes into the picture, she becomes a strong Christopher hater. It's because she... Is insecure about... She's insecure. It's literally... That is the... And I mean, I, I get it. It's like, it's a tough position for someone like that to be in. No, but also she sees Rory 365 days a year. I think the bigger thing, I think a lot of the insecurity comes from the fact that Christopher this whole time has been very much like the the one who's a flop. Yeah. Like he's not put together. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a partner. You know, Lorelai is the stable parent. That's why Rory has her or Lorelai has her. <laughs> because she has the good job, she has the life, she has the community, she has all of this. So then for Christopher to kind of start to get that too, Lorelai, I think, Lorelai, I think is, yes, I think she's insecure about the sherry of it all and like this like pseudo competition she sees with her for Christopher's affection. But it's also, I think, an insecurity about like, well, if he has the partner and the job and everything, it's like, well, what do I have? 
It definitely because comes she doesn't down, have the relationship. It definitely comes down to the stepmother of it all. Yeah, like she's definitely scared of Rory liking Sherry more than her, and that comes yeah. up in their conversation. And and Rory's like, "What are you scared that I'm gonna call her like Mama Sherry or some shit like that?" She, she says something like her. that, and she's like, "You're being mean. Stop." Stop right now because she got to the heart of the issue. Rory went for the throw and immediately called Lorelai out. And Lorelai was like, yes, that's what it's about without saying that. She was more like, she was just like, oh, shut up. Like, that's so mean. Ouch. And I do like that Rory doesn't like, she teases her about it. She doesn't get mad. She doesn't get mad, but also I think, and then Lorelai's like, so are you going to go? And she's like, no, I still need to think about it. Like, just because you're upset about it doesn't mean I have to make a decision right now. We are, she's being very level-headed about the whole and thing. And we know, this is one of those moments that makes us see Rory as, like, res- a, a responsible teen. Or, like, the adult in level-headed. the relationship. Yeah, because Lorelai's being kind of immature about the whole thing. And Rory's like, ah, Mom, I get why you're overreacting. I'm going to make a funny joke about it so we can laugh about it. But at the end of the day, you know that you're always going to be my only mom. Sherry is not going to be my mom. Nobody is ever going to have the relationship that we have. All by... All by the way she treats her in this scene. She's not, like, <coughs> mad at her. She meets her where she is. Right. She's not mad at Lorelai for her reaction. She thinks it's funny, and she makes it into a joke because it's humorous to her that Lorelai would ever feel threatened by another woman in her life. Yeah, like, she genuinely doesn't want... She doesn't want to fight. She's not upset. She's just like, just give me the options. Like, right. And then it's not that serious. Right. And then Emily comes knocking on the door and she's just such a Scorpio. Like she reminds me exactly of my grandma, the everything about her of the way she reacts to emotional situations. She'll be like, Oh no, I'm fine. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I don't want to be a burden. I'm just such a burden. And they're like, you're not a burden. There's two beds. Like, why are you making this? Yeah. Like stop being drama. Yeah, Like she's just such a Scorpio. From top to bottom. And then she goes into the bathroom to do the skin to do her skincare routine because she's decided she can't stay in the room with Richard another second. And her and Laura this is a scene that I love so much. Probably one of my I love this scene. Top ten scenes in the entire show. Yeah. They're putting Because it's so true. This is how it feels to see yourself and your parents. Exactly. You so she starts putting on her skincare like mask or whatever and Lorelai's applying like some moisturizer but they're putting it on in the exact same way in the exact same pattern and Rory's just watching them that was perfect it was literally perfect and Rory even says she's like oh I'm looking into my future yeah <laughs> and then Lorelai turns and sees her mom and she like freaks out and puts her skin <laughs> she puts her cream down but it's so funny but then they get to talking about Richard um and Emily had previously said she didn't want to talk about it she just wanted to go to bed but then she of course starts talking about it of course. And to be honest, I'm in support of Richard quitting that job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It sounds awful. And his explanation, like, when they do talk about it, his explanation, like, yeah, you shouldn't... Especially that late in your life, like, there's no time to be unhappy in that way. Right, and so that's why when... And, ha- and for it to affect you so heavily outside of work. Right. So Emily goes downstairs and talks to Richard about it, and he basically confesses that, like, He's just not happy and the company's changing a lot and they're not leaving him a lot of room and just like everything bad that could happen to you late in life. Yeah. And I think Richard is so justified in quitting his job and like trying to take ownership and like agency over his life at this point 
but I also think Emily is just as justified in being upset or scared about it because it's so sprung on her. Right. Because it's like, it's her livelihood too. This, this directly affects her and her way of living. Right. So like, I think she has every right to be caught off guard and upset because it's so sudden. <clears throat> so like, they're both right. They're both wrong. Again. And I'm glad to see them talk about it because like, she understands where he's coming from. Right. She gives him the, the space to like, explain himself. Exactly. Um, so and it's really lovely to watch. It's really nice to watch. And it just shows that he is, he has thought about the small details when he starts talking about his pension and all those kinds of details. And Emma's just like, Ugh, take me to bed. <laughs> like She's like, we don't have to do this right now. I trust you. Yeah, because he has thought about all the details. He just didn't tell her that he quit. And that he... Yes, exactly. He just was like... Because, like, again, he's very much in the same vein as, like, I mean, Rory early on. Obviously, Rory later on, she makes decisions willy-nilly. But, like, Rory's the same way where it's very pragmatic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems sudden to him, but he's thought everything out well before he made the decision. Right. And I I, I like that. I like Richard. I think he's he's such an interesting character. I love Richard. Um, So then the next day, everyone's heading out and leaving... And, um, they all say goodbye to each other. And then it turns out that they, <laughs> they decide to go into town, but they decide to take like a sleigh. One of the horse They take sleighs. the carriage ride yeah. home. And, um, they see that the nice snowman has been like destroyed. <laughs> and we know that and it's Jess that destroyed the snowman. It has, there's no one else it could have been. And this is when we get the killer bjork human behavior needle, needle drop. drop right at the end of the episode which even makes it more obvious that it was jess right it's like their little way of saying like only a bjork stan would have done this yeah he did this for rory yeah. and it's just it's a classic it's, it's a moment where he used his rascalness for good he was like if yeah. the town hates me and blames me they're never gonna find out but if they somehow did find out they already hate my guts anyway so who gives a fuck who cares and he's just like it's a fucking snowman contest and they deserve to win because that guy went overboard and he's a loser so yeah he's like a ringer yeah so anyway that was the episode that was the episode i i love this episode i love jess i love richard all these relationships, I feel like, develop and flesh themselves out really well. I agree. And it's just funny. It's a funny episode. It's a funny one. And next week, we're talking about the finale, so stay <gasps> tuned. This is it. We're almost done with Gilmore Girls. We're almost done with Gilmore Girls, and we are going to be doing a bonus episode this season, so stay tuned. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But in the meantime, follow us on the podcast, Twitter, and Instagram, um, and you can keep up with our shenanigans between episodes. Oh, yes. I hope you liked it. Hope you liked it. Talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God. He's online. Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died. <laughs>